0: Chapter Twenty Four of the Spanish Cavalier by Charlotte Maria Tucker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Esther and Simonides. Chapter Twenty Four. The cause of Lucius LEPINE'S unexpected reappearance at Seville must be briefly explained. While on his journey towards Madrid, to which city Mr. Passmore had sent his clerk to transact some business, Lucius had accidentally heard that the merchant to whom he was going had actually passed him on the road having made up his mind to travel to Seville in order to have a personal interview with the manufacturer. As there would consequently be no use in Lapine's prosecuting his journey, he returned at once to Seville, in time, as we have seen, to meet Inez a few minutes after she had quitted the governor's gate. As Inez had almost swooned, the first care of Lucius was to stop an empty vehicle which chanced to be passing, in order that the young lady might be at once conveyed to her home. Lucius would not have so violated Spanish decorum as to have accompanied Inez in the carriage, and on her state of utter prostration made his presence needful. Poor girl was scarcely sensible of anything that was passing around her when Lucius gently lifted her into the carriage. He bade the driver stop at the nearest fountain and brought from it water to revive the fainting maiden. Before the Calle de San Jose was reached, Inez had so far recovered herself as to recognize her brother's friend and to catch a gleam of hope from his opportune return to the city. "'You will not desert Alcala? You will at least try to see him?' faltered Inez to Aquilera. "'You may trust me,' was the Englishman's reply. "'And Inez did trust Daniel Lepine. "'It was with the confidence that his sister might have felt in the brother's protecting care, "'as she leant on his strong arm to stay her feeble steps when she re-entered her home. "'Necessity and a common sorrow had to a great degree broken down the barrier of reserve "'between Alcala's sister and his English friend. "'Inez found the patio empty. "'Teresa was in attendance on her mistress in a different part of the mansion. "'Inez and Lepine the seated themselves near the fountain, and there, in trembling tones, inez gave a full account to her companion of much that had passed on that to her most eventful day the maiden told of the discovery of the treasure and pointed as she did so to the spot whence it had been dug out by herself and chico inez did not dwell long on her own imprisonment she did not care to fix the attention of her indignant hearer on what only concerned herself of alcala's subsequent arrest her sister could only speak through tears inez lightly glanced at her own unsuccessful efforts to obtain the help of friends for alcala and would hardly have mentioned them at all had she not, from maidenly instinct, washed to account for her own solitary wandering so far from home. And now that you know all, Senor," said Inez, raising for a moment her dark tearful eyes to the face of the pine, "Can you, will you aid us? If I do not, most assuredly it will not be will but power that is wanting," replied Lucius, who had been deeply interested both by the narrative and by the grief of the artless narrator. "Will you not visit Alcala in his prison?" Will you not stir up your English friends to save him? Lucius was silent for a few seconds, revolving the difficulties before him, ere he returned an answer. The young man knew how utterly useless it would be to attempt to enlist the aid of Mr. Passmore, even were that aid of any value. It was more doubtful whether any interference on the part of Englishmen would avail even to mitigate punishment, inflicted on one who is not a British subject. Spanish jealousy might even resent a foreigner's intervention. Lucius could hardly bear to quench the hope which his presence had kindled, but it would have been more cruel to raise expectations which must end in keen disappointment. England might reprobate the way in which the Spanish government had dealt with the Spanish people. She might view with indignation the cruelty of the oppressor, but when his arm was raised to strike an innocent victim, she had no right to cry, Hold! Hold! Lucius felt that he could do nothing to free Alcala from his prison. It was doubtful whether he would even be permitted to see him there. I do not think that any stranger would be suffered to visit your brother today, said Lucius at last. Evening is now coming on, and it is too late for me to obtain an order of admission. I shall certainly do my utmost to procure one ere long. But it seems to me, Lucius continued, that it is of the utmost importance to your brother that he should be furnished with the means of securing good legal advice, and that fair play which, I fear, is not always shown to those whose purses are empty. There is something almost reproachful in the sad tone of Inez as she replied. Thank you, Senor, that gold would be spared if we had it to give. "'There is, as you have told me just now, Senorita, a considerable amount of valuable property of which you have been basely robbed. "'It appears to me that our first efforts must be directed to recovering that property.' "'I fear that its recovery is impossible, at least to us, Senor,' replied Inez. "'No one cares to take up our cause. I suspect that the Aguazils themselves have been bribed. "'How can we, poor helpless ladies, track out a robber as Alcala, if free, might have done?' Think you that this Chico will remain in Seville to bear witness against your brother? asked Lucius. I should doubt it, replied Inez. I believe that Chico only accused Alcala in order to prevent his being able to take any measures to recover the jewels and gold. This is the conclusion to which I also have come, said Lapine. Chico was not likely to stop long in Seville, for he could not, without waking a suspicion, dispose of such gems as you have described. He will doubtless be leaving the city, but he was in it but a few hours ago, and cannot as yet be far off. Men cannot travel in Spain with the railroad speed that they do in my country. Have you any idea, senorita, whether Chico has any friends or connections in Seville, in whose house he might be likely to lurk for a while with his ill-gotten spoil? Inez reflected for a brief space. A cousin of Chico keeps the Posada de Casara. she said. It is in the entrance of the Dehesa, about a mile beyond the city. I know it! I know it! cried Lupin, who had often in his Sunday rambles noticed the lone picturesque little inn. It is in a lane that opens on the high road to Zeris. My brother once passed a night there, continued the maiden. From that inn he rode forth to the dreadful Plaza de Toros. Chico had mentioned the Posada de Alcala, on account of having a relative there. But Alcala told me that he would never step foot in that place again, for it had seemed to him like a haunt of robbers. Which makes it all the more likely that the villain Chico may at this moment be lying concealed there, cried Lysias eerily. Senorita, I will sleep in that Posada to-night. Face of Inez expressed anxiety and alarm there might be danger senor your, and you're doing so you know not what things happen in spain she said lowering her voice lucius smiled the free joyous smile of a light-hearted youth to whom anything would be welcome that might come in the shape of an adventure he was one to whom if a path be dangerous no the danger self is lure alone what an attractive episode in a life given to dull hunting-house drudgery would be some exploit performed in a romantic spanish posada consideration for his widowed mother of whom he was the earthly stay, would have kept Lucius from wantonly risking his safety for mere amusement, but to run some risk for the sake of a friend was quite a different thing. Even conscience made no protest, so inclination might be gratified without violation of duty. Lucius now rose and took his leave of the young desolate being to whom he was more than ever anxious to act the part of a brother. It cannot be denied that the pleasure of serving Inez was a great additional stimulus to the Englishman's efforts to help his friend. As Lucius quitted the patio on the one side, it was entered on the other by Teresa, who caught sight of the visitor's form ere it disappeared under the archway. Donna Inez!" exclaimed the old duenna, almost choking with indignation, how dare that English teacher presume to enter a house of sorrow like this? How can you, the granddaughter of Don Pedro de Aguilar, you, a high-born lady of Andalusia, brought up as becomes your rank, suffer the shadow of that foreign heretic to darken this household? We have had nothing but misery since that young man came near us with his deceiving words and his dangerous book if i'd my will the duenna clenched her hands to stretch forth her skinny arms as she spoke i'd fling both the heretic and his book into the guadalquivir oh hush hush exclaimed inez de aguilera would you speak thus of the only protector whom we have found in seville the only being who comes forward to help us when all of the rest of the world stands back teresa's passion was cooling a little but her Spanish pride recoiled from the idea that the family whom she served should need either help or protection from an English clerk and the employee of Messrs. Passmore and Perkins. "'The house of aguilar has many friends in Seville,' said the ancient retainer. "'What are these friends?' exclaimed Inez with emotion. "'I have been to Dona Maria, to who was my mother's playmate in childhood, and companion in youth. She refused even to see me.' Teresa lifted up her hands and uttered an exclamation of indignant surprise i went then to donna antonia continued inez while teresa bent eagerly forward to listen for the duenna's chief hopes for alcala lay in that quarter antonia mocked my misery rejected my prayer though so i asked her for aid on my knees on your knees echoed teresa in the shrillest of tones an aguilera kneel to a daughter of the upstart money-making time-serving poor grinding lopez well, de rivadeo donna inez donna inez how could you have stooped so low I forgot that I was an Aguilera. I only felt that I was a woman in sittingness. "Oh Teresa, what has a broken-hearted girl like me to do with pride? May it not be our pride that has drawn heaven's displeasure upon us? Nay, you must hear me, Teresa. Alcala has shown to me in his book the words of our heavenly master. Learn of me, for I am weak and lowly. If he spake thus, He who is Lord of heaven and earth, Shall we, poor children of dust, Be proud of title or birth? Is not such a pride a grievous sin in his sight? Do you quote me at protestant's book,' said Teresa bitterly. "'It is God's book, written I have felt certain of that since its blessed words have sounded in my heart as they have sounded to-day. These words have been my comfort, my strength, my support under trials, which, without them, would have utterly crushed me. And now it is one who is guided by that book, who stands by us when every other mortal deserts us. Don Lucius has promised to do all in his power to aid us. He will try his utmost to track out the man who has robbed us.' "'Robbed us?' "'repeated Teresa, her intense curiosity "'getting the better of every other feeling. "'You have spoken before of Chico's trailing property, "'but you have never fully explained what that property was. "'The treasure which my grandfather had buried "'under the orange trees yonder. "'A treasure accidentally rediscovered by me,' answered Inez. "'An expression of eager hope and pleasure "'flashed across the face of Teresa. "'The golden goblet?' she hurried asked. "'That, and money, and my grandmother's jewels beside.' "'Teresa clasped her hands and uttered a cry of delight but all are gone chico has carried all away said ina sadly our only hope of recovering anything is through the generous exertions of my brother's english friend Don lucius will try to find out and restore the lost treasure ah if the english see to do that exclaimed duana never again will teresa speak a word against him or his book restore the treasures the pearls which i myself have clasped round the senora's neck the brilliance which she wore at her bridle the goblet out of which i have seen Don Pedro Aguilera so often quaffed the red wine. Oh, that goblet of chaste gold, continued the old retainer, kindling into enthusiasm as she recalled the days of wealth and splendor, with thought of which that cup was connected. I'd rather have that inestimable treasure restored to the family than, than even the lock of Santa Veronica's hair. End of chapter 24 Recording by Esther ben